Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Good morning. Anybody excited to be in church today? Come on, somebody. It's going to be a good day today. Listen, I'm in rare form. I woke up at 6.30 this morning. Some of y'all are like, I sleep in until 6.30. Okay, whatever. All right, I don't. I've been up since 6.30. I got some coffee in me. I'm feeling good. If you ain't feeling good, drink some more coffee because um, I need you to be awake. But this is part seven of our Through the Valley series, and it's been incredible. Anybody get anything out of the series so far? Come on. If you haven't listened to all of the services, we encourage you to go back, listen to these services. They're, they've been amazing. But, but as Pastor Bryce said, my name is Taylor. I'm the, one of the pastors here, and uh, I'm honored to be with you this morning. And, and let, me just, let me inform you on what's happening in my life. I got off social media, and, uh, I, and I just recently got back on. And so yesterday I was on Facebook. And uh, I try to stay away from Facebook. Too many controversial topics, and then I get, you know, in it. Uh, and, like, I don't ever comment anything because I got the self-control not to. Hey. Um, but I, I throw out my argument, you know, just out loud when I'm reading it. And, and, and so I was reading this, this comment, and, like, I'm, like, I don't even, I'm so far out of touch of what's happening. Like, my wife decided to cancel our cable in September, and uh, it was great. They, like, right before football season and stuff. Was, and so, um, <laughs> So we went to my grandma's house uh, a couple weeks ago to borrow her uh, Hallmark Christmas channel. And uh, <laughs> hello. And, uh, and so we were, we were watching this Hallmark channel, and uh, there was this commercial that came on. And, like, this guy was on it that I've never seen before in my life. And, uh, and he was like, whatever, I forget what his name is, but he was running for presidency in 2020. And I, I was like, I didn't even realize presidency was about to happen. Like, we were so far out. Like, I was like, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, it's been four years, but... So I got back on Facebook. Uh, I'm deleting it again. Like, I'm tired of social media already. It's been, like, you know, six hours. And, uh, but I, I got on social media, and there's this, this um, article talking about um, one of America's pastors. And, and it was just all this junk talking against him, talking about the message that he preaches, and, and, and saying how it's, it's a false doctrine and it's false teaching. And I was, I was so hurt by it, um, and, and more specifically because basically what they're calling false is what we've spent the last seven weeks talking about. And, uh, and so before we even get into the message, for those of you who are still struggling and wrestling this, this thought out, I want to give you some scripture to stand on. Because here's what we believe. We don't take any other man's word for it. I'm not going to form my theology and my doctrine based off of what somebody from this platform says or from what somebody in, on a different platform says. I'm going to take my word. I'm going to base my theology off of the word of God. Listen, don't ever take a man's word for it. I don't care who the man is. Don't take my word for it. Don't take your pastor's word. You read the word of God. We are doing what we can to study and to preach the full, the truth of the word of God. But every time you hear a message, you follow it up with your Bible. Amen? Amen. This is where people have gone wrong, is they've created theologies and doctrines based off of people's opinions. The platform is no place for an opinion. And so I want to give you scripture today. James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Just let heads up. You're going to have some trials in your life. You know, I'm just, there's going to be some hard times. Um, that is why we're in a faith series. It's not to tell you that your life's going to be perfect and there's not going to be any issues. We're in a faith series because there's a storm that's going to come. And there's a trial that's going to happen. But we're going to build our faith and be prepared for the storm. Amen. There's going to be some trials that happen. But consider pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Because the testing of your faith 
develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. And when I read that, I looked at that word not lacking anything, and to me that sounds a little bit like provision. Anybody out there? Drink some more coffee. I need some feedback. That sounds a little bit like provision if you ask me. That sounds a little bit like some prosperity. And this is where people are going against it. They're calling it the prosperity gospel. Listen, this is the character of God. Before we go any further today, you need to know the character. It's not what God will do for you. It's just who God is. God doesn't just heal. He is the healer. And this will change your perspective and your approach to God. Because if this is just what God does, then it's, I hope he does it for me. But the moment our perspective changes to realize this is just who God is, then we know and we have no doubt in our mind that God is the healer, that he is the one who saves, he is the one who provides, because it's the character. Oh, come on, y'all got to do better than that. I'm up here preaching. And, and so we're going to continue on. You lack nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, you must believe and do not doubt. Because he who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So let me clarify just a couple things before we roll. This isn't this is even the message. This is like, this is free, okay? Like, bonus. There's going to be some trials. Don't worry, because you have a God who provides. Clar clarity. There are going to be some trials. Do not waver, do not doubt. Galatians 6, 9 says it this way. It says, don't grow weary in doing good, because at the proper time, you will receive a harvest. Was there any question in that? No, no, no. You will receive a harvest if you do not give up. Come on, I'm going to talk today on staying power. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about stationary. I'm talking about staying. Where you're going to stay in faith. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. I can promise you this. I'm believing for some miracles, and I'm going to outlast the devil. I'm a little bit more stubborn than the devil. He can't hold back on my provision. Come on. Y'all remember last month, fifth grade cocaine? If you didn't remember the message, hey, go back and listen to it. Listen, your boy, hey, I ain't, I ain't playing. Psalm, Psalm 37, right here. In all my days, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Amen. That is the promise of God. In all my days, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. That's his promise to you. So listen, you serve a God who is the provider. It's not what he does. It's who he is. He is the provider. He is the God of salvation. He is the God of strength and hope and purpose and joy and peace. Anything that you could be dealing with, he is the God who will provide for you. With that said, let's pray, and uh, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit into this place. Amen. So, Father, we're so thankful for your presence. And, Father, I pray right now that every heart would be open. Father, I pray, as Paul prays in Ephesians 1, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, God, that we would know you better. Father, I pray our hearts would be open. And, Father, there's just something different about the word of God today. As we read the scriptures, Father, I pray that it comes alive in our hearts. Father, for those who are questioning if you're real, Father, I pray that today you would, you would show them who you truly are. Not the misconceptions, not the wrong ideas of who you are, but, God, that you would show them your love and your mercy. Father, for those who have plateaued, Father, I pray today that there would be a, a fresh spark in their faith. And, God, that today that the Holy Spirit would do what only you can do in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen and amen. We could go home right now. I already feel like we, service happened already, but we got, I got two more hours in me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Y'all like, oh. 
But so December 11th, okay, let me just throw you back, tell you a little story. December 11th, um, 2018, uh, we were gearing up for the one big gift. We're going to do it again next month. And uh, we do it every year. And, and it's this incredible opportunity where everything we take in as a church, we give all, every penny away. Um, and, and how our normal ties and offerings work, we have a budget that we, we base everything off of. And so we give to different organizations every week um, based off of what you guys are giving. And so we're giving to A21 campaign, helping um, rescue women out of, out of sex slavery. We're giving to One Hope. Yeah, yeah, we celebrate this. We're giving to One Hope. And, and One Hope's a super cool, super cool organization. Their mission statement is God's word to every child. And, and they're actually giving the Bible to entire nations. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And so we're, we're giving to that. We can celebrate that. And so we're giving to these things, to these things every single week. And, but once a month, but, you know, like weekly, we also still have to pay, like, our electric bill. And, you know, like the random bills that we have is still a business that we're running. Um, we still have people on staff that we're paying. And, and, again, it's all based out of a budget. But one time a year, every, every penny that comes in, we give chunks of it to these organizations. And, uh, and so last year we were praying. Um, me, me and my wife and I, we were praying on what we were going to, what we were going to give for this one big give. And, uh, she comes up to me. She says, Taylor, I think we need to give, um, $160. I was like, great, let's do it. And she's like, well, here's the thing. We got some bills to pay. And once we pay our bills and then give the $160, um, we're going to have no money left for the year. Like, it's December, so it's like, you know, it's the rest of the month, basically. We're not going to have any money left in our checking account for the rest of the year. And, um, and my great was like, it, it was once, you know, great. And then it was like, oh, great. You know, like, it changes a little bit. And, and so I was like, oh, great. And, uh, and, and, and so I decided that day, that was, it was a Tuesday, December 11th, I remember. I decided that morning that I was, I was just going to fast through, month, through lunch. And um, at this point, it's a good financial decision to fast anyway. And... Um, <laughs> And so we have church prayer every Tuesday, 12 to 1. And so we came in, we prayed, everybody else left. And I'm, I'm going to stay right here, and, and I'm going to pray. Um, because I had just read this book, and it was talking about prosperity. But again, I'm not going to take anybody's word for it. I'm going to read the scripture to, you know, to find out what the word of God says. And so I was going to wrestle these things out in the presence of God. And so everybody else leaves. And, and here's the scripture that I was wrestling out. It's Ephesians chapter 1. And, and there's, these two, there's two Ephesians prayers that, that I'm, I'm going to read one of them, but there's two Ephesians prayers that I encourage you to, to pray over your life, to pray over your families, and, uh, and watch what God would do through just praying out these prayers. Um, but Ephesians 1, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. If that sounds familiar, it's because that is our opening prayer. Um, Paul's praying, and, and what he's praying is, we, have, we use this word revelation, it's, it's kind of a churchy word, basically all it means is, is that you would realize the truth of who God is. Amen. Paul's like, I'm praying that you just realize the truth of who God is, and, and, and not, not based off of what you've learned in the past, not based off of past religions or, or, or denominations, so you, I just want you to understand who God is. That's all he's praying. And so that's what I was praying over us today is that as we read the word of God, that we may have read this scripture a hundred times, but today it's different. Today it makes sense. And, and then he goes on. He says, I'll pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. I pray. Can I teach you a little things today? Like I know I'm, I'm just, I'm the preacher that, you know, yells and gets super into it and is kind of Pentecostal. But can I, can I step out of my box today and actually teach you some things? Paul's, Paul's, Paul's praying this. 
I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. And most people would agree that we are three parts. We're spirit, soul, body. Or some people would say spirit, mind, and body. Our body, our physical body. But then we have our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And then there's your spirit. And, and Paul's praying that the eyes of your spirit, would be, not your physical eyes, but the eyes of your spirit would be enlightened. Because here's the truth about God. We cannot fully fathom in our minds all that God is. Am I right? When I turned 16 and got my license, it was in January, and there was this big snowstorm. And uh, my parents sent me to Walmart. And my dad said, go to Walmart, come straight home. And then he said it again to emphasize it. Go to Walmart, come straight home. I went to Walmart, but on my way home, <laughs> I saw a couple of friends walking. And I was like, it's super cold outside. Maybe they need a ride. I'm going to be a nice guy. So I turned my truck around to go. And then they vanished. Like, I don't know where they went. Like, maybe, like, there's a couple houses. But I was like, did they sprint to that house? Like, I, I couldn't find them anywhere. And so I go to pull and, and, and turn back around to head home. And when I go to pull into this driveway where the snow is so deep, um, that you couldn't actually tell where the driveway is and where the, where the ditch was. So I drive, and one tire slipped off into the ditch. And uh, I had a pretty good-sized truck. It had some meaty tires on it. Like, she was a beast. Her name was Jolene. And, and so I put it in reverse. And uh, I'm like, come on, Jolene. Like, I started singing, Jolene. And then I started singing to her and everything. I'm like, come on, baby. Get, get, it, get me out of this ditch. And I, I'm, I got a four-wheel drive and everything, and the tires are just spinning. I'm not getting anywhere. My tires are moving, but I'm just, I'm not moving. You following? This is what happens when we try to figure out who God is in our minds. Your tires might be spinning, but you're not gaining any traction. You're not getting anywhere. Paul's saying, I don't, I don't want you to figure this out with your mind. You need to figure this out with your spirit. When we try to figure out who God is with our mind, it's when Christianity becomes cliche. If I was to come out here and say John 3, 16, how many of us would stop instantly because we've heard it a million times? That's because you're, you're hearing it and you're processing it through your minds. When, when faith is written on our mind, it becomes a cliche. But when it's written on our heart, it is the truth that we stand by. Come on. My spirit rejoices every time it hears John 3, 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his son. Listen, if, when I'm processing anything through scripture with my mind, it, it, it loses the power. But when it stirs within my spirit, because this is where faith is. It's in your spirit. So Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart would understand so that your faith could grow. And then he prays these three things out. Number one, he says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order to know the hope to which he's called you. It's talking about Jesus. It's talking about salvation. Listen, you've got this hope. His name is Jesus. He's called you. Whether you realize it or not, there's a purpose inside of you. And it's through Jesus and by Jesus that you have purpose in your life. This is why we do compass. I say the announcement like every Sunday, like, and, and then I just sit there and watch it like, yeah, we heard this before. But, every, but it's because we want you to tap into your purpose because there is a calling on you and a hope that who's called you. His name is, so Paul's praying this out. And then he says, I pray that the riches, you'd understand the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints. And it's incomparably great power for us who believe. This power is what well, you read about in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 when it says the Holy Spirit will come over you with power. Or you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes over you. Depends on what translation you're reading. It's the same in Ephesians 3.20 when it talks about now to him who is able to do immeasurably abundantly more. All you can ask or imagine according 
to the power that's at work within you. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. For anyone who chooses to believe in the Holy Spirit, that power is available to you. But there's that second thing that he said. And again, this was December 11th. I was reading this verse. This, this, let's all go back to why we're actually talking about this in the first place. I was right here, Tuesday, December 11th. And, and I saw that riches in his glorious inheritance. And, and I was like, God, what does this actually mean? And God began, I, I instantly just began to picture this, this kingdom, like this old school, like medieval age where they, they had these fortified cities and, and there's this whole kingdom. And, and, I, and I started, I, I pictured this prince coming out of the palace. I don't know, maybe he's doing some chariot races today, but he would have this servant that was with him. And whatever he needed, his servant would attend to. And so if he wanted a chariot that day, there was no question in his mind that he would get a chariot that day. All he had to do was ask for it. Are you, getting, are you following this? And, and so I began to realize, listen, because the word of God says it, that you are co-heirs with Christ to the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, you are royalty. Are you following me? Whatever you need will be given to you. Whatever you ask will be given to you. And this is where a lot of people begin to hesitate in their faith. No, th listen, this is scripture. Whatsoever you, Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Whatsoever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. It will be yours. Amen. There is no exception to it. Believe it, receive it, it's yours. And so I'm, I'm, I'm right here, and I'm, I'm wrestling this, this idea out. There's this inheritance waiting for me in heaven. But if you think about the Lord's Prayer, so many people have tra treated this like a script. When Jesus said the Lord's Prayer in, in Scripture, it was never meant to be a script that we just recite before football games. It was, it was a guideline on how to pray. My Father in heaven, recognize who you're praying to. You're praying to God. So many people think that we're actually praying to Jesus. No, we enter into the presence of God through Jesus. But we're actually praying to God. God, the he is the one who provides. God is the healer. And, and so our Father in heaven, recognize who you're praying to. Hallowed be your name. What's Jesus saying? Worship the name of God. Again, it's not what God will do. Or what he does. It's who God is. God, you are the healer. You are the God of salvation, the God of joy, the God of strength, the God of peace. This is who you are. You are the provider. We begin to worship the names of God. And then, and so, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Next part, anybody know it? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. There you go. And then we get hung up on this, your will be done. And so then we begin to step back and, and, and begin to pray, well, God, if it be your will, then I'd be saved. God, if it be your will, I'd be healed. God, if it be your will, then you'd provide for me. Listen, no, this is the character of who God is. God's will is that you'd be healed. It's that you would, he would provide for you, that you would be blessed coming and blessed going. And so Jesus is saying, listen, don't just, don't just say your will be done. Declare the will of God. God, I will be blessed. I will be healed. I am healed. I am like this. It changes the way we pray on earth as it is in heaven. And so if I've got an inheritance waiting for me in heaven, listen, I ain't trying to wait till heaven. I want my inheritance. You know what I'm saying? On earth as it is in heaven. And so I'm, I'm right here and I'm wrestling this out December 11th. And I'm, I'm just asking that God would reveal these things to me. And I said, God, I've got zero dollars in my checking account. We just cleared it out. And, and then John 10, 10 just popped in my heart. The thief comes to steal. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come so that you can have life and life to the full. 
And what I realized in this moment that the Holy Spirit started to reveal to me is if I'm living, because at that point we were living, um, I'd say we're living to paycheck to paycheck, but our paycheck didn't actually pay the bills. So we were living on God math. And uh, it didn't even make sense, but our bills were paid. And, and we were living on this God math. And, and I was like, God, this is not what you have for me. This is, not, this is not life to the full. He said, if you're not living with life to the full in the inheritance that I have for you, it's because the thief comes to steal. It's being stolen from you. I'm not waiting on God. God's ready to give, but there's a disconnect between the promises and the provision of God and when it gets to me, and it's because it's being intercepted in between. And so I had this whole moment, and, and so I'm like, all right, God, I'm going to step out in faith then. If this is what your word says and if this is where you're leading me, I'm going to step out in faith. So I'm pacing the floor right here, and I said, devil, take your hands off my finances. I rebuke you now in the name of Jesus. And I said, Lord, I declare increase in provision. I declare the blessings to find me in Jesus' name. And then I just worship the name of our God. December 11th. December 12th, I get handed an envelope. Inside the envelope was an $800 check. Come on, somebody. Zero to 800 real quick. Sorry about you, Drake. Step back. And uh, December 12th, December 12th. But then there was December 13th. December 13th came. And, and my dad sends me this text. He says, hey, I need to meet with you and Bailey. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. Here we go. What I do this time? I'm like playing back everything that I've done. Usually if I'm in trouble, it's like a one-on-one, -on -one, like either with my dad or one-on-one -on -one with my mom, and they're getting on to me. And I'm like starting to think. I'm like, nah, we already worked past that one. Like I've already, <laughs> can't be that way. I'm trying to think. And, and we never have like a two-on-two. -two. Like that's random. And, and so I'm like, what is happening? Something crazy. But I'm like, I'm nervous. I don't really get nervous, but I'm nervous from this one. And so we sit down in his office, and he looks at us, and, and he says, the board, um, the board saw it fit, and uh, they're giving you a $10,000 raise. Come on, somebody. Two days. Listen to me, two days. But it, it, you're like, that's a coincidence, that's a coincidence. No, 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 listen, I got another story for you, too. So September 12th, I'm just going to tell you the stories. September 12th, um, we were at this conference in Tulsa, and there was some crazy faith happening. It was a great conference. And, uh, and, and at the last day of the conference, um, the pastor, was, they, they just bought this arena and they were renting everything to make it, you know, to make sure they could still have service. And he's like, listen, we can't have service here this next week because we ain't got the money. We don't own this equipment. We're renting this equipment. And, and he just threw it out there. Hey, if you'd like to sow into this, if, if God would have you sow into it, check your heart, see if God wants you to do this. And, and your boy right here is a hustler. I'm just going to say, like, I try, I made money. And some way or somehow, I'm going to make some money. And so I just go into this garage sale. And um, I love garage sales. They're, f they're fun for me. Um, I'm sorry if I come and negotiate or if I have negotiated at your garage sale. I just apologize in advance um, or, or for the past, you know, like. But I walked into this garage sale. There's this double-decker toolbox, like a rolling toolbox. And I was like, ooh, I like that. And, and so I paid $20 for it. And the other ones I found were like 80 And I was like, okay, okay. And, and, and there's this, this, this table saw there. I paid $10 for that. Then there's this really cool table saw there that I paid $20 for. And then I somehow managed to walk away with a giant tub of tools for free and a chainsaw for free. Come on, somebody. Your boy's a hustler. And, uh, and so I, I just put all this stuff on, on Facebook. And, and like within a week, I'd, I'd sold uh, $300 worth of stuff. 
and it was like three or four things. Like I still got a tub of tools that I'm, I'm selling. And, uh, and so I had like $250 in my wallet. And, uh, and, and then we were out and we were eating. But that conference, when the pastor's like, hey, if you, if you feel led to sow into what we're doing, um, then just follow where God's leading you. And instantly, it was the Holy Spirit. He was like, hey, clear out your wallet. Clear out your wallet. And I was like, mm. but God, you know, I hustled for that money. I already tithed off the money. You know, I, I hustled for that. And it, clear out your wallet. And, uh, and so I looked at my wife and I was like, babe, we got to clear out my wallet. And uh, she was like, what? And we've got this thing that we say, and if it's, if it's not the harvest, then it must be the seed. And for the farmers in the room, you understand when you plant a seed, it produces a harvest. But if what I have is not the harvest, then it must be the seed that's going to lead to it. And, and, and so I looked at her. I said, this ain't the harvest. This isn't going to buy me a new truck. This isn't going to buy us a new house. This isn't, it might pay my electric bill. That's like, depending on the month. Um, <laughs> some months it's 70, some months it's 220. I haven't figured out the rhythm yet. And, uh, and, and, and so I looked at her. I was like, we got, we got to give it. And so we pulled it out and we counted how much was left, $160. I don't know what's so special about this 160 number, but December 11th, 160. September 12th, 160. And so we gave, we, we just gave it. And we're like, all right, God, it's the seed. If you want us to give it, then we trust you. Um, then the harvest is coming. That was September 12th. September 19th, I get a phone call. Hey, uh, I was, in a, I was in my freedom group, and I was leading it, and it, and it, was, it was a phone call, then it followed up with a text, hey, call me whenever you're done with your group. So I get out of my freedom group, and uh, I don't typically get texts like that are this urgent um, on a Thursday night, and so I call, and they're like, hey, I just wanted to let you know um, that the rest of your student loans have now been paid for. funny because I, when I gave that money at a transformation conference, uh, I, I sold it and I said, all right, God, I'll pay towards your bill. And, and then the moment that I, that I get that phone call, I get off and I, it just was so clear. Well, I paid off yours. It's not a coincidence. Listen, this is the promise of your God. He is the provider. And just as much as he wants to do it for me, he wants to do it for you. He's not a respecter of persons. It's the God who wants to save you, heal you, and make you prosper. It is the gospel. You got time for one more story. One more story. It's in 2 Kings chapter 4, and then I'll close out after this. This is, this is one of seven closes. So don't get too excited. We still got some time. 2 Kings chapter 4, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slave. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all. Come on, some of us relating already. Your servant has nothing there at all except a little oil. Elisha's like, all right. I can work with that. I can work with that. Go around. Ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't just ask for a few. Catch that. Don't just ask for a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons, pour oil into all the jars. And as each is filled, put it to one side. And like it doesn't give us, you know, a name for 
what this girl's name is, but I like the name Lois, so I've been calling her Lois every time I read it. So this is Lois, and so Lois gets these instructions, and, and she's like, great, I can do this. I'm going to grab some jars. I'm going to grab a lot of jars. And, and she's like, all right, all right. Elisha walks off, and she's like, grab the jars, bring them back, fill them with oil. Elisha, where's the oil? Where's, where's the oil? Did you not hear? I have a little jar of oil. Like, where's the oil coming from? Because this is kind of how faith works. So many of us stop right here. When the faith statement doesn't make sense, we're like, nah, that can't be right. I heard wrong. That must not be. And then we draw the line, like, nah, that ain't. And, and we begin to avoid it. God's like, no, 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 listen, I need, you to, I need you to leave that job and take this job. And we're like, but God, <laughs> that job pays less. And he's like, yeah, but it's got more time. But you've got more time and your marriage is on the rocks and you need the time. Your family's, you know, struggling and you need the time. And what you can't see but I see is the promotion that's coming once your family gets healthy again. Some of you, God's telling you to stay exactly where you are. Like, don't, don't take the other job. But God, and God say, but what you can't see that I see, maybe it's not even financial. Maybe it's a relationship. And God's like, hey, break up with that girl. But God, she's perfect. <laughs> no, sir. Actually, she's Delilah. Like, I love her, but I got to do some work in her. Hey, Break up with that boy. But God, he's dreamy. No, but what you can't see, but I see, is he's actually got some undealt anger issues that he's dealing with. And I need you to be out of that relationship so I can do a work in him and in you. Listen, it's the things that don't make sense. It's these crazy faith steps that we're right here. And, and it doesn't make sense to jump. But Lois, Lois hears what doesn't make sense. And she's like, I don't all I, my only instructions for this moment right now is to grab the jars. So I'm just going to, and so she's going to her friend's house. Lois over here walking. Oh my gosh, Jennifer. Hey girl, girl, your contour looking good. You got any empty jars? And she grabs the jars. She walks over here. Uh, Lucille, girl. You cut out yeast because you looking good. You know, like she starts grabbing the jars. She's bringing all the jars because it's, it's all she knows what to do. So she's grabbing the jars and she's bringing them in. And, oh, here's, uh, don't you hate it when, like, you get that question, though? Like, she's looking at Lucy. Hey, you got any empty jars? Yeah, but why? I'm going to fill them with some oil. <laughs> I thought you were, like, struggling right now. Where's the oil coming from? You know, like that moment where you have to try to explain what you think God's going to do, but you're not actually sure what God's going to do. And, and so you're like, it's coming. Where? I don't know. <laughs> Shut up and give me the jars. <laughs> uh, my wife and I, we've, we, we're in this, we, God told us um, at, at that conference to, to give, um, to clear out the wallet, so we did. But but later that night, he told us to take an even crazier faith step. And so we took this crazier faith step. I can't tell you about it at this moment. Um, but we, we're living in this because my wife was telling one of her family members about um, our faith step. This was their response. 
That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Must be crazy faith then, right? Come on, somebody. Take a step. Take a step. Because she grabs the jars and she shuts the door and she's in her house and she's like, I don't know where this oil is supposed to come from. All I have is this little jar of oil. I don't know what to do with it, but maybe I'll just take this oil and put it into this bigger jar. And oil just started flowing out of it. She's like, oh my gosh, bring me another jar. I'm not moving. I can't tilt this thing back up. I don't want it to stop. And so they, I'm staying right here. And so they just keep bringing jars. And she's just staying right there. She's like, it keeps going. It keeps going. And they bring her a jar after jar after jar. And she says, bring me another jar. And they say, we have no more jars. And then the oil stopped flowing. Because that's the character of your God. That's go back. I need you to go. And don't just ask for a few. The amount of oil that was flowing was her willingness on how many jars she was willing to collect. Oh, come on, somebody. Y'all better hear me on that. It was the willingness of how many jars she was going to collect. And, and, then, and then she goes back to Elisha, and she's like, oh, my gosh, it worked. Like, I got all this. Like, you know how we are with God. Anytime our prayers get answered, we're like, God, it worked. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's kind of why I told you to, you know. Dude. Anyway, she comes up to Elisha. She's like, God, it worked. And Elisha says, all right, great. This is what I need you to do. Go sell all the oil. Pay off your debt. And then you can live on what is left. Then you can live on, because you don't serve a God who just wants to meet your needs. You serve the God who wants to exceed them. Come on, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is, there it is. Now to, to the one who is able to do abundantly beyond whatever you can ask or imagine. Come on, beyond what you can imagine. Not just what you're asking for, but beyond what you can imagine. Dream a little bit bigger, somebody. Come on. Believe for something a little bit. You're not even believing for enough. Believe for something bigger. Dream bigger. Watch what God can do because he can do more than even the biggest dreams. Now to the one, according to the power that's at work within you. Come on, it all goes back to that power, the power of the Holy Spirit that's inside you. God wants to bless you. That is the character of who God is. But listen, here's, here's what I find interesting. She could never get the blessing. Listen, she could not get the blessing before the preparation. The blessing never precedes the preparation because it's the preparation that prepares the way for the blessing. Listen, the oil could not come before the jar. There would be no place for the oil. Faith is about action. Take a step. Take a step. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to, it's not going to, it's, it's scary. I promise you, it's crazy. I've been saying it for a while. It's, it's the whole thought of Peter stepping out of the boat and walking on water is a cute thought until you have to step out of the boat and walk on water. You know what I'm saying? Step out of the boat. Watch what God can do. Because on the backside of your faithfulness is your blessing. Amen. Three things real quick and then I'm going to close out. <laughs> Second close. <laughs> Three things I want, because again, we got staying power. The blessing is yours. So what's the first thing? You got to get right with God. I'm going to say, you got to get right with God. If you want to see the miracles, you got to get right with God. Get right with God. 
And, and listen, God is waiting for you. I don't know what your view of God is. I don't know how you see God, what it has looked in the past. But I remember um, I made some stupid mistakes when I was in high school. It, it led to an addiction that I battled for years. And I remember I had this weight and this guilt that was on me. And, and I was working here at the church, and, and no one knew what I dealt with. No one knew what I did. And I just wanted to come clean. And so I, I looked at my dad, and, and I began to tell him everything that I've done, this regret that I've been dealing with, the past that I've had. And, and my dad grabs me and pulls me out. Like, I'm, I'm, I lost it. Like, I'm crying. And my dad grabs me. He pulls me in. He says, son, I love you, and I'm proud of you. I said, Dad, you're not mad? He says, no, son, I ain't mad at you. My heart just hurts for you that you've had to deal with that pain. Listen, this is the character of your God. He's not mad at you. Listen, he's not mad at you. His heart just hurts for you. He wants to pull you in. And it's not dependent on what you did yesterday. It's not dependent on your mistakes. It doesn't matter what you did this morning. God wants to pull you in. Get right with God. Get right with God. And watch what God would do in your life. That's number one. The second thing is this. You got to get in the word of God. Come on, y'all hear me. Get in the word of God. Listen, everything that happened right here on December 11th was because I was quoting the word of God. This is where the power comes from. It's the Holy Spirit and it's the word of God. It's, I would not be where I am today if I did not study and read. It's not about duty. It's not about religion. It's a necessity. If I want to win the fight and win the battle, if I want to see the miracle, then I've got to be in the word of God. I'm constantly amazed by how many people are believing for something. And, and they're believing for miracles and for provision, but they won't go to the source of where it comes from. Listen, get in the word of God, not out of religious duty, but because you need it to fight. Because the devil's working right now harder to prevent your miracle than you are to gain it. And I'm not, I'm not backing down. And so if I'm not going to back down, I need my weapon to fight with. Get in the word of God. Get right with God. Get in the word of God. The third thing is this. <laughs> Y'all listen. You got to tithe. You got to tithe. You will not see a financial blessing unless you tithe. And this, is, this draws line in the sand, and some people argue with this. But your finances are under a curse if you do not get back what belongs to you. We don't want your money. Like, I know, that's, I know the top three fears that every person faces when they come to church. The church just wants my money. We don't need, listen, we're doing great without your giving right now. Progress is happening because promotion and provision comes from God. God wants your heart, though. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Malachi 3.10 says it this way right here. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, listen, if you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I'll open the windows of heaven for you and I'll pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. All the Christmas decorations you could ever want, you can have them all. Come on, somebody. You can have 50 Christmas trees if you want 50 Christmas trees. All, all that you need, but it's on the backside of our willingness to give what belongs to God. You're, you're not, you're, you're fine. Listen, I don't need your money. I don't want your money. I don't want your money. I, I'm doing great. The Lord blesses us. And, and let me tell you this. We got, our, we got our raise in December, on December 13th. December 13th, the same day I got the raise. I went back to the presence of God. I thanked God. But then I said, God, that's great. But that'll now pay our bills. <laughs> if y'all heard what I was getting, like, you'd be praying for me too. Like, I don't need, but again, I don't need, I don't need your money because here's why. I said, God, this is how much I want to make in 2019. 
And I said it before God. And we tithe. And we tithe and tithe and tithe. I, I, we got given a, I was believing for money for our anniversary. And, and someone walked up and said, happy anniversary. Gave us $100. Um, the next day, I was at Walmart, and there's this, this single mom, and, and, her, and her kids were being crazy, and she looked like she was about to break down, and something just clicked in my heart. And, and she stepped right in front of me at the check-in, and God was like, hey, you got $100 in your wallet? I said, Haha, I do. It's for my anniversary. <laughs> I get all the way out to the car. Like, I went to a different check-in because she's a little bit slow. I went to a different, I'm like trying to avoid this thing. I get to the car, put my groceries in the car. He says, get back out there and give her that money. I said, all right, only if Bailey says it's okay. So I called Bailey. She wasn't even with me. And she's like, I mean, if that's what God wants you to do, then do it. Well, if she's in the store still, you know, I'm like trying everything. <laughs> she's in the same place. And I walk up. I said, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I just want you to know that God sees you. God loves you. Here you go. And she just like, her eyes get real big. She starts tearing up a little bit. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Just, just take it. And listen, I'm not, I'm not, this is not uh, bragging on us and no means. This is just what happens when you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I handed it to her. She took it. I said, have a great day. God loves you. I walked out. The next day, someone walked up to me and said, hey, here's $100. Okay. Tithe. Because we got our, we got our increase, our salary. And I said, God, this is how much I want to make in 2019. It was almost double what the church said that they would pay me. And, and let me just tell you, because of the faithfulness of my God, what I was supposed to make for my salary for the whole year, we had it by the end of July. My God is faithful. But it's not because of us. It's because we're willing to sow. If it's not the harvest, then it must be the seed. I promise you, we, the people who are paid by your place, church, believe in this. And that is our promise to you as a church. We will never pay anybody that does not tithe. That is our promise. We, we pay people, if they tithe, they can be paid by church. Because we want you to know that we believe in what we're doing. And we believe in tithing. And we believe in the kingdom of heaven. That you can, you can put your hope in that and your faith in that. That every person that is paid by the church is a tither. Because we believe in it. If you would just trust God. Trust God. Not because we need your money, but because God is looking for your heart. But I got bills to pay. I got bills to pay. All right, I got time for this last story. Real quick. I, this, is how I, this is how I picture. The clock says I'm like 16 minutes over, but whatever. We don't pay attention to that. I was, I was in college, and I had gotten this, like, I got like 100 bucks, and I was going to pay my rent. But I knew if I tithed on it, I wouldn't have money to actually pay my rent. And I was like, God... Do you actually want me to tithe right now or do you want me to, you know, pay my rent? Come on, like I owe money to somebody. And, you know, like we try to make God's word change, but God's word is, you know, it's, it's never changing. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever because it's the character of God. And uh, I was like, take it, I have to tithe. Like I was so mad. I was like, well, God, you better bless me then. Like I'm having one of those arguments. And uh, the way I, I relate this is when I was seven and a half, seven and a half, you better, for, don't forget that half, okay? That half's almost an eight. Eight's almost a ten. Ten's double digits. Double digits is chest hair and manhood. So I'm seven and a half. I'm seven and a half going on chest hair and manhood. And I'm at the high dive. And I'm in line waiting for this high dive. It's my first time ever. And I'm like, I'm going to do a triple backflip or double front flip dive. I'm not sure. And so I get to the top of the high dive. No lie, Ruth. This, this is where I was at. I literally thought I was going to do a double front flip dive. And, and I get out there. And I don't know what happened, but my legs got all shaky. 
And I walk to the edge of the board and I look over. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a lot higher than I thought. And so I go to turn around, but there's this huge line. And so it's either the walk of shame or the walk of death. And I decide that death is better than shame. And, and so I, I'm walking to the edge of the board and I'm like, ah, and I stumble off. Like I don't even jump. I stumble off and I go to my go-to and I pencil it. I hit the water. I come back up from the water and I was like, like, I, you know, you gotta evaluate, make sure you're able, I'm like everything's okay. I'm alive. And then I have to play it off. That was the best pencil any of you guys have ever seen. You know, like you gotta play it off all cool. I get back out and I'm like, all right, now that I've done it once, I can do it again. I get back in line. I get back up on top of the board. I'm like, this time for real, double front flip. I get to the edge of the board and this time I went with the cannonball because I've, I freaked out again, except for it wasn't the cannonball. It was the fetal position in the air. And, and I hit the water and I came back up and I was okay. Listen, this is faith. Every time you jump, the grace of God will catch you. Yeah. Stop hesitating, just jump. Yeah. I was in college, I hesitated, but then I gave. And when I gave, I in three seconds later, this is when I was, I was on Snapchat still. My mom sends me a Snapchat. Yeah, I had my mom as a friend on Snapchat. And my mom sends me a Snapchat. And it's this video of my grandma. And she's like, hey, buddy, just sent you $400. Love you. It's the faithfulness of God. Trust God. He will catch you in every aspect, not just finances, with your jobs, with your marriages, with your families. It is the blessing and the provision. It is who God is. Amen. Worship team, you can come back on stage. I'm going to have everybody stand with me. There's really no point in, you know, closing out just to do an offering message. We pretty much got the offering message covered. We have offering buckets at the door, but I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to pray over you. Because I understand, it's, it's still a hard step. It's, it still takes some faith to jump. And, and listen, we're not, I know every story I shared with you has is, is been a success. There's still three things, three crazy things that make what God has done in the past look small. There's three crazy things that we're believing for that we have not seen. But because I'm in my word, I've got staying power. In all my days, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. Do not grow weary in doing good. At the proper time, listen to me, at the proper time, you will receive a harvest. It's a promise, not my promise, God's promise. If you do not give up, I haven't received the three major miracles, but I can guarantee you this, they're mine <laughs> because the devil can't have them. And if they're not mine, then it's because he, st he stole them from me. And I'm not about to let him steal from me. I'm a little bit more stubborn. Stay in faith. It doesn't matter what attacks come. We had some crazy things happen a couple weeks ago. We had to pile up. We counted. There was eight things that just went crazy wrong. And I looked at her. And we, we were naming all of them. And I started laughing. And she's like, why are you laughing? This is not funny. And I said, hi, no. That's a lot of pile up. It means something good's about to happen. We kept on standing. And great things are happening. Amen. Can I pray over you? You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.